Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hi, listeners. A quick correction before we start the show. Last week, we ran a rerun about women spies. And in the intro, we said that Britain recently appointed one of the women in the story to director of GCHQ. That was wrong. Britain did recently appoint the first woman director of GCHQ, but it wasn't one of the women interviewed for the story. Also a note on this episode, which is about AI and music, we want to be clear that it does include material that's been generated by FT journalists using AI tools. We've done it to illustrate just how much AI is influencing the music industry. Okay, on with the show. The legendary musician Tom Waits has always been known for this growling voice and for songs that tell stories. He's one of those musicians that other musicians idolize because he's gritty and experimental and hard to pin down. To get a sense, here's a beat from his song Downtown Train. Recently, our pop music critic here at the FT, Ludo Hunter Tilney, did something very un-Tom Waits. He got him to sing ABBA. You may be wondering, did Ludo call Tom Waits and convince him to sing Dancing Queen by ABBA? He did not. What Ludo did was use an AI algorithm to create a voice that sounded like Tom Waits singing ABBA. I mean, it sounded wobbly at the beginning, right. but then suddenly the voice clicked in. It clicked in as the, as um, as as ABBA really got into their stride. <laughs> Waits and ABBA for a, for a brief but deliriously exciting moment where as one in harmony. AI technology is now sophisticated enough that you can use a series of different programs to make up an entire deep fake song. And that means that the music industry is actively trying to figure out what that means as we speak. Here are a few examples. Recently, a deep fake song came out that featured the voices of Drake and The Weeknd. And it started charting. And Universal Music filed a complaint and got it removed very swiftly from Spotify and Apple. Meanwhile, the musician Grimes is encouraging fans to make deepfake songs that use her voice if they split royalties with her. But legal enforcement is murky here, across the board, because there's a funny legal loophole on voices. Well, one thing I learned which interested me was that we can't copyright the sound of our voices. We can copyright recordings, Mm -hmm. but we can't copyright the sound of them. The sonic frequency at which you and I speak or the frequencies at which we speak, we don't own those. They're not, mm. you know, we can't own a sonic frequency. So I found that I was interested about the, the implication it has for the idea of ownership. Today, Ludo comes on the show to talk about how these songs are getting made and the implications. 
He also wrote a whole new song in the actual style of Tom Waits for an AI Tom Waits performance. We get to hear that too. But I am here to say it did not go great. This is FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Hi, Ludo. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Lila. Thank you very much for having me on the show. I'm so happy to have you here. So, Ludo, you have been playing with music generated by AI. And before we get into what you've been making, I have to tell you that late last night, I got a text from my producer, Katya, with a piece of audio that she made for you. And it's amazing. (laughs) Okay, I look forward to this. And we're going to play it for you. What if you could make Snoop Dogg say or sing anything you wanted? I'm doing right now. I'm using an AI-generated version of Snoop Dogg to say that my colleague Ludo Hundertilly is top dog. Snoop Dogg has never seen this, but an algorithm has trained to sound like Snoop. Snoop, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on the show. This is FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. <laughs> Brilliant. I love that. A shout out from Snoop, from an AI Snoop. We did our best. Well, I thought that that Snoop, I mean, was sounded very convincing. I mean, perhaps because I was sort of so hoping that I would one day hear him say those words, say my name. <laughs> but for me, that sounded that sounded very Snoopy. You know, there's nothing that I wanted more than having Snoop Dogg pretend to be me and welcome <laughs> welcome in the show. So what we have there is the is the uh, voice clone of mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, and it's become this year. The technology to make this has been around for a bit, but this year it has become sort of mass, the mass availability has, yeah. has, has happened and it's just, it's out there. It's become more powerful. It's become easier to use. And suddenly the world is rushing in to go and create their own celebrity voices. Right. There's millions. There was one which I did like, which was uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac. They did a version of Kanye West and Jay-Z's song, I won't say in Paris. Right, right, right. That was one. That was one, right? Which was uh, I enjoyed that. They like sort of made peace together in a song. My producers got really into this, and. Uh, my producer Lulu found one of Kurt Cobain singing Vanessa Carlton's A Thousand Miles. Figure my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing a homebound. <laughs> it's it's a wormhole. It's a wormhole <laughs> it's a once wormhole. you go down into it. <laughs> well, you'll find yourself just like sort of creating increasingly strange and bizarre sort of correspondences. It is, it's a, it's a wormhole. Totally. To understand how this all worked, Ludo decided to make an AI song in the style of Tom Waits. Not just have the voice of Tom Waits sing an ABBA song, but to actually make a whole new song that sounded like something Tom Waits would put out using only AI. It became clear that you need three building blocks to create a new song. You need a voice, you need instrumentals, and you need lyrics. So Ludo's first step was to create the voice. That's that voice you heard at the beginning. Ludo had to make what's called a deep fake vocal clone of Tom Waits. Can you tell me what exactly a deep fake vocal clone is? Well, a deep fake vocal clone <laughs> won't 
It would essentially be like Snoop at the beginning of this. Yeah. Um, it would be a voice which has been created through machine learning into which a whole bunch of audio has been fed. So if we would take this voice, my voice that is speaking mm-hmm. right now, if I had actually been deep faked, you weren't really talking to Ludo, but you were talking to some other person who had been using my voice, then they would have taken recordings of my voice and they would have mm-hmm. fed all of these recordings into the computer, which then by some process, which I, alas, I am ill-equipped to be able to go and <laughs> describe to tedious detail for all of our listeners, mm-hmm. by that process, the computer would be able to go and train a voice, a voice which right. sounded like my voice, which then you could go and input text. You could go and put a text in, hello, this is Ludo's fake voice. And that would then come out in the voice with which, as it were, I'm speaking, it would sound like that. That's what the right. deep fake vocal clone is. There are databases full of deep fake vocal clones of famous people that are online. You can download them. There's Taylor Swift and Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, all the big names. Ludo tried that first, but the voice in the database for Tom Waits was not great, so he had to make his own. It turns out there are programs for that, too. So this is what he did. He took a Tom Waits album, he extracted the music so only the a cappella voice remained, and then he fed those a cappella voice files into a program that learned from it and then made a deep fake voice of Tom Waits for him. And it then spends hours. They, they're training. They literally call it training, like it is a sort of pet. They train you. This will then go through those acapellas, vocals, and from that, it will create the voice. Right. So it learns from his acapella voice. The way, I mean, they used exactly. to take all of FT Weekend podcasts and put it through a system and then create my version of a version of my they voice. Could create your, create your voice, Lila. Create your voice. Your voice yeah, could be created. Yeah, this is my biggest fear. <laughs> all of your, all of your, or everything you've said on all of these FT podcasts, <sighs> you would be able to create a very, very realistic AI, Lila. Let's very not give anyone indeed. any ideas. <laughs> Someone could just like tap a few words into that and that's it. Very straightforward. So Ludo had the Tom Waits voice. The second step was to create the actual music for his song. There are a ton of AI music generators on the internet, but Ludo used one called Boomi. It basically uses keywords to generate music. So you type in some descriptive words and some parameters like the tempo you want, and it creates a track for you that it thinks will fit. The Boomi thing you can go onto and you can go and make a song, which is what I did. It's a text-based musical generator. So you would write in, for instance, um, uh, Rainy Night. And it creates a rainy night style music, I think. That's the idea behind it. So you could go and write something in like that. I don't know what I don't know about it is, and I I don't think you could write in something as bald as Tom Waits style song. Right. I've got a feeling that that might be a bit of a whole copyright issue. So Ludo fiddled with it, and he made this track that sounded kind of jazzy with this twangy bass, and he was happy with it. Then, finally, as step three to making his new fake Tom Waits song... Ludo needed to create the lyrics. For that, he went to the omnipresent AI chatbot, the one that's all over the news, ChatGPT. ChatGPT, you can go on to and then tap in, please, you know, please. Please. <laughs> you are British after I'm all. I'm always very polite with the, with the AI. You've got to be, to our future overlords, you've got to be polite. They'll, they will remember this. They've got some, <laughs> some sort of little thing that they'll recall. So please, I said, ChatGPT, totally. could you go and, um, could you please go and, uh, do me a song in the style of Tom Waits, which mm-hmm. it then did. And it spat out this song in sort of like real time, which right. was, in a sense, it was very um, impressive. But the lyrics were just like, the lyrics, they did things like they rhymed and, you know, they they were um, 
they it told a story of, of a sort. I was right. quite impressed by all of that. But the actual pastiche was just like, really, it was a proper pastiche. It was just like a pretty low-grade pastiche of Tom Waits. ChatGPT named this Tom Waits song that it made up Gritty Troubadour's Backstreet. And Ludo was suddenly faced with a new problem, which is how to put all these parts together. This is where the story starts to get stressful for him and funny for us, because this song didn't exist before. He couldn't just feed the Tom Waits voice into a song like ABBA's Dancing Queen. There was no previous template for this song. He realized that he was going to have to do it himself. That was when the, the full horror of what I'd done dawned on me that I was going to have to sing the thing. <laughs> I was actually going to have to create the vocal melody. <laughs> okay, so Ludo, I know that you are a little... you. You know, it doesn't sound like you would be thrilled to have us hear you singing as mm. Tom Waits. <laughs> well, Lila, how correct you are there. <laughs> These are the things we do for journalism, Ludo. Mm. Um, but I, uh, you did, you were kind enough to send us a clip of the actual... Nine seconds, nine seconds, Lila. <laughs> Make the most of it you can, because you're not getting any more. There's no more ever going to be heard. The rest is going to a digital grave. Amazing. Well, uh, let's play. let's play the song itself. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I literally have my head in my hands right now. <laughs> but Ludo, that wasn't was that that wasn't you. That was you through the filter of no, him, right? That's me through the filter of him. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> this was what I discovered that when I did this, that A, I wasn't able to sing properly, and B, by I had to adopt this gruff voice. Right. And then I just sounded like some strange sort of um odd, wobbling, very gravelly, shouting at a computer. <laughs> gravelly. It was gravelly. Yeah, that I will, I will, I will, I'll grant you that. You got gravelly. a little gravelly. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, Ludo. <laughs> okay, so Ludo's song did not go the way he'd hoped, but it was still in the spirit of experimentation. And that's the spirit that most of these meme songs are coming from right now on the internet. We're really at the beginning. Ludo, you know, you're a music critic. I'm kind of curious what your initial reaction was as you were hearing about this phenomenon and as you started learning more. Like, what did you feel? Did you feel indignation? Did you feel just curious? Did you feel excited? Were you worried? Well, I think that I felt initially a sort of feeling of just like having in the past, I have to confess, having found AI itself a, a slightly sort of like... A bit like eating your vegetables, you know, it's like one of those topics <laughs> that you know is really, really important and that you need to get your head around. Yeah. But this idea that the voice would be something that could actually be imitated and mm -hmm. then used in any way that one wants, I did find very interesting, I suppose. And then actually, rather than finding it sort of concerning, I think that what it really made me think was about how, well, in truth, how we've surrounded ourselves with copies of our voices, which we've ceased to really notice. And because we've lost the ability to hear that, because we're so used to doing it, we do it every mm -hmm. time you make a telephone call. We do it every time, you know, when you listen to a song and the vocals, yeah. the way the vocals are presented to you, they're, they're actually sort of hyper-realistic because no one could ever sing in your ear like that. You know, the right. whisper singing, which would take place, a Billie Eilish song was a great example of that, about how she'll sing in a very withheld manner, but also really at the forefront of your consciousness. Right. So it's these curious ways in which the voice is manipulated and treated and presented to us, very artful and clever, which we've become to a great deal deaf to. And that these copies, huh. for me, are actually making us hear again the fact that we've created an entire world of, of imitated voices, of, of voices which are imitations. Right. 
And is that why, like, seeing a musician live in a small room feels so different? Well, I think it's not so much that it's small room. It, what, for me, makes a really big difference, and I think I've become more and more aware of the more and more gigs I go to, is the difference between amplification and unamplified singing. Uh, so that the singing by the person in a room without any amplification is such a different experience. You hear that voice in such a different way. And that the amplification is one in which people tend to use in a way which is not actually in the end very artful. Mm. Sinatra used to talk about using the microphone as a musical instrument. For the singer, the microphone was like a saxophone. Yeah. Or the equivalent of a saxophone for saxophonist. We that's for me going to gigs that's become less and less apparent because what you get are people basically just like using their microphone to be louder and that's right sort of it. and that's they're it. not yeah. using it in any way to go and do things without amplification which is all interesting and that i found i suppose that when you then hear the voice which is not being amplified there's something very refreshing about that this technology ai technology is advancing fast it's not just about amplification anymore. Now it's getting easier to pass fake voices and fake songs off as real. That puts us in an ethical gray area. And it reminds Ludo of when sampling music first became popular. When sampling really took off in the 80s, it was a wild west, you know. It was just like people would help themselves to whatever they wanted. Mm. Um and you would take a piece of song and you would go and use it in your song and you would transform it, you know, or you wouldn't if it wasn't very good, your song. But nonetheless, often it would be, you know, there would be really inventive uses of this, of these other uh, musical source materials. Mm -hmm. And then there was a landmark case involving uh, Gilbert O'Sullivan and um, uh, Bismarcky, I think it was, um, in 1990 or thereabouts, which Gilbert O'Sullivan's doing the suing for a sample that Bismarck had used, which he won, and that that's what led to samples becoming a business which had to be licensed, which transformed right. the whole use of samples so that now you have to go and pay if you want to use a sample. And right. I wonder whether right. these voice clones are going to be somehow similar to that in so much as it might be that we're in the Wild West stage right now when anyone can make use of them, but there'll come a point that there'll be a landmark legal case which will then go and establish some way to be able to license the sound of your voice. Yeah, interesting. Ludo, what's going on right now with the legal side of AI music? Can you tell me more? Like, what are the copyright concerns? So, yeah, as I said, the copyright, well, for the different, the three different things that you had mentioned before, lyrics, yeah. instrumental, and voice, the lyrics and the instrumental are covered by copyright. Those right. are copyrightable. The voice bit isn't. Now, what Universal, the biggest record company in the world, wants to try to make it it basically wants to make the a cappella recordings that I use to create my weights voice, which are copyrighted. It wants to use that as a way to try to control the creation of these voices. Interesting. In other words, to say that the data that is being used to make them, it comes from copyrighted material. Therefore, to use it, you need, you need to have a license, which oh, wow. as far as I can tell, talking to legal expert people, that doesn't sound like it's a very that doesn't sound like very sturdy ground yeah. because it would disallow an awful lot of machine learning. Machine learning would become almost impossible if you had to go and basically license everything in the world. Yeah. Then all of these machine learning tools would become sort of stymied. Right, right, right. Okay, that seems unlikely. Um, all right, Ludo, this has been really fascinating. I have one more question for you. Um, if we look back about 10 years, Spotify was launching. Today, people are playing with old songs and they're making them go viral on places like TikTok. And I'm curious if you were to look into the future, like 10 years from now, what do you think is going to be happening? 
10 years time, 10 years time, what will the music industry look like? Um, I think that the idea of actually a sort of immerse, I think that these, what we're discussing right now, which links in with things like karaoke, mm-hmm. uh, it links in with fan culture. Yes. It links in with the idea of people actually sort of becoming involved in the music that they are very attracted to mm. as practitioners in some sort of a way. I think that that will get stronger and stronger. So the idea of TikTok with people making videos, mm-hmm. lip syncing along to songs will be something that we can now see with these vo- voice clones. Assuming that that's the case, then I think we're going to see this way in which the sort of fans or the listeners can go and sort of like create the songs and use all of these AI tools to go and sort of just like do twists and interesting things to the music. Yeah. Uh, they all get built into each other. So Spotify will go and have ways that I would have thought something like Spotify, if you would imagine an amalgamation of Spotify and TikTok and all of these voice cloning things, and AI music, right. one thing delivering all of that together. These are the sorts of things that I would kind of imagine. Yeah, totally. And fans are like more involved actively. They're like part of the creation process. They're more like entwined. Yeah, I think the fan, well, I mean, the fans, the way that fans being able to attract people's attention and passions in that way and keep hold of them is uh, so crucial to it. Yeah. Ludo, this was awesome. It was it was so interesting. Well, Lila, thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. That's the show this week. Thank you for listening to FT Weekend, the life and arts podcast of the Financial Times. A link to Ludo's piece and other relevant stories on this topic are in the show notes. Also, I'm not sure if you knew this, but all of our links in the show notes are free to read for a period of time. So if you click through there to the stories that we link to, you're not going to hit the paywall. As you know, we love hearing from you. You can email us at ftweekendpodcast at ft.com. The show is on Twitter at ftweekendpod. And I am on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly talking to you about culture on Instagram at Lila Rapp. Next week, we are talking to the legendary writer, Lori Moore. She's one of the best short story writers of our time. And she just came out with her first novel in many, many years. It is called I Am Homeless If This Is Not My Home. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, and here's my talented team. Katya Kamkova is our senior producer. Lulu Smith is our producer. Molly Nugent is our contributing producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Javinko with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forges is our executive producer, and our global head of audio is Cheryl Brumley. Have an incredible weekend, and we'll find each other again next week. <laughs>